This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any apps to listen to is always appreciated. Being in charge kind of sucks, which is very funny being a business owner and a podcast host and everything else because I'm the one in charge. Even though I have, it's all about introvert stuff, um, especially this one, but other ones are different topics. It's just most introverts really don't like it because we have to tell people, many who don't want to listen, what to do. Like anybody knows this who has ever had a job, whether you were the person who didn't want to do it or you're in management. Like we've all had jobs where we're kind of like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't like the other person. I don't like this job. Whatever. And you get you get the rewards but for being in charge. But there's all the consequences are yours as well. Which is not always a great thing for introverts to like handle sometimes. Cause we're just we're it's not in it's not natural for us in like the, the basic sense. Like there are some introverts who are great leaders who are great at doing their, what they're doing, but it's we're not quietly not really known for it, though. I mean, there's there's a lot of really good introverts who are leaders out there, but I feel like they probably really had to learn it and really had to go through it. So I wanted to go through my ten my ten tips for being a better leader, because all of us we really should be be strong and be confident in our positions in life. Because you're going to need to be in charge at some point in something, whether you are a senior person. In just with your coworkers, you're the one who has the most experience. You turn your management, you own a job, you're a parent. Yeah, you have to kind of be in charge there. I mean, there's all these different things. If you're planning a wedding, you got to be in charge. You got to be the one to be kind of like, no, this is how I want it. This is what we can fucking afford. <laughs> all these different things. There's all these different ways that you can be a leader. You can be in charge of certain things. And these are my tips for being a better one. Number one is listening to your team. Like actually listen to what their needs are. Because when it comes to like, yes, dreaded meeting, things will come up of like, hey, we're this program doesn't work very well for us. Or hell, I'm even telling them kind of like, like, we don't need this many meetings. Or let's the, doing this project doesn't work so well with email because we have too much details we have to work through. So we have to do this in the group kind of thing. While other things are kind of like, yeah, that, that could have been a quick text. Like listen to your listen to your people about what their needs are and what actually works for their dynamics. Number two is being consistent. Like consistently know like consistently do those meetings. Like you have your Monday meetings. Consistently make sure you have your deadlines when you need them to. Always be consistent on how you're communicating. What do you want for projects? Like, if you want to make sure you want to be kept in the loop, let them know, like, okay, I only want you to keep me up to date once a week. Um, the, like, be consistent. Um, if you tell them you're going to do something, get it done. Like, always have the consistency because that lets people trust you, but also that gives you gives them the confidence that you know what you're doing, and they will less likely question it. Number three is let them do their work. Like, I actually have no problem with this. But I know other people kind of, they feel like they have to 
get everything perfectly right is that once they, if you hired them, especially this was for like a, an actual job or something like that, like if you hired them to do a job, let them do it. Give them the parameters, give them the basic information that they need and let them just do it. Like micromanaging never helps anybody. Never feel like you have to nitpick things on them. Like, yes, keep in touch so they will do actually do their job, that they will actually get things done when you need to. Yeah, because that's the problem when it comes to letting them do their work is you got to make sure they're doing the work. Number four is communicate efficiently and keep the lines open. Like, let them know, like, okay, we have, what these are the days we um, I have my office open for you to come in and talk to me in person. Um, make sure you, if, if you're having a project you need to do, kind of make sure you have, like, hey, this is the email you need to get into with each other. Work with each other first and then give me the basic. But if you have any other questions, like, these are the times that it worked for me. These are the, these are the options. Like, you do need to make sure you have some in-person stuff. You can't only do email. You have to do a Zoom call. You have to do meetings. You have to even just go into this person's office like, hey, do you have something you need to work through? Like that's having that connection is what's really important. But you need to let them know that they can come to you for other things. Because if they have questions or if they're confused, you the, the thing is you need to be a leader. You need to guide them. And when it comes to hiring people, you want to hire people that actually are good at what they do. But they're, they're never, they're never going to cover everything. And so you might have to do some teaching. You might have to do some direction of what they can and can't do and how they can do better. Number five is stand by your decisions. That's kind of, that can be kind of hard is that you need to make the decisions because you are the leader of timetables, funding, what you have for budgets and everything else. And don't let anyone else tell you if you, especially if it's something like with me with my business, like I have, this is my budget. And this is my timeline for doing this project. You told me you can get it done here. You're going to get it done or you're not going to get paid. You, you need to actually, like, again, you're going to kind of feel like the bad guy. But this is how this is how things keep working. Like, you don't need to be mean about it. You don't need to be a dick. But you do need to be decisive. And you need to not, you have to be swayed. You're allowed, you're open to the communications. You're open to taking suggestions. But you are the end. That once you make the decision, don't waft of kind of like, well, that, well, that seems kind of mean for them or make their life easier. Mm-mm. Don't make your life ha- harder because someone else doesn't want to do their work. Number six is know your own strengths. Well, of course, I feel like a lot of introverts were really good at that. Like, I know I'm good at the creative stuff. I am not great at social media. So I hired someone else to do that. Like, I give them kind of the parameters of, like, here are some pictures, here are the aesthetics I want, and my color schemes and different things. Please make the graphics for my for my blog posts, for, for my Instagram, for my Pinterest and everything else. And, but then also they got to know what, like, how I sound, what's my voice. So if they, ever, if they ever write, I haven't done this yet, I'm actually building a team to do my social media. Of how they put my voice in there. Like they can't be too too professional, I guess is what my thing is. Like it needs to have it needs to be more personable. It needs to be 
more my personality. And that's kind of the important thing. Like my strings are great at being the creative side, finding the stories, getting them out there, finding the people, but I'm not great at putting it all together. I may not be great at sure telling great at marketing. <laughs> and so that's what the thing is, you knowing your own strengths knows how then you know who to find and how how to figure out what you need. Like I'm not great at the front end stuff all the time. Like I'm doing the podcast, yeah, technically is front end, but I do it way in advance that it doesn't quite feel like front end because I did the recordings and it's like a month later before it goes out. But having someone else is really good at keeping on a schedule for blog posts, for putting out my Instagrams, for making sure I have enough information in there, something more engaging for the people. I'm not very good at writing engaging stuff, I feel like. So that's something that I would need to hire someone else to do. If you have, like, if you're a manager, you need to make sure you have someone who's really good at numbers if they're doing the register. Um, you need to make sure you have someone uh, who's really good at listening, but who's really good at learning different things. Like, if you were just good at doing your shit and just over and over and over again, have someone else do the stuff that you don't do very well. That's just the bottom line of it. Number seven goes along with that, is that knowing others' people's strengths and using them. Like, we have I've had other jobs where I can take a project. Like, they can give me a project that would take a couple hours and just run with it. Like, that is my strength. Like, I can keep doing it and I can still come back to work with customers. Other people are kind of like, no, they're great working with the really hard customers. They're really great at moving the registers quickly. Getting money through, getting all the stupid things we need to say. You know what I mean. Like, they all got to ask, you have you part of the membership? Do you know about this sale? Blah, blah, blah. There's always, like, two or three things you have to say specifically at the register. Some people are really great at that. Some people are really great at multitasking with, um, like, being a waitress and not having to write down everything and keep going. Well, other ones are kind of like, nope, you're better off just being the hostess. <laughs> you're really good at getting people engaged, getting them happy and into their seats, and making sure everything is kind of in order. Those are your strengths. You know your strengths. I know mine. And I'm going to make sure how to how to make sure you can use yours in conjunction with mine. So we can keep moving things forward. We can keep the business going. Whether it's on a job or in your specific business. Number eight is kind of a, a separate thing. Is that you need to write your things down. Because when it comes to introverts, our thought process can be a little bit slower. And you can get ideas about things in a meeting, has nothing to do with it, but it kind of like threw you into something else you have to learn, write it down so you can bring it up later. Or after the meeting, you can think, something comes up again, I'm like, oh, I should remember that. So you write it down so when the time comes, you can bring it up again, Whether or you can email them kind of like, oh, have we explored this option yet? Have we, do we need to, when do we need to worry about this deadline kind of thing? Because the thing is also when you have your, when you write down your ideas, you remember them later because if, and I'm not sure if that's anyone else, but if you don't write it down, it kind of gets lost. Like, eh, I might remember it later, but it might be kind of too late of like, oh yeah, I forgot I was going to do that. Oh shit, that was like two weeks ago. I should have said something like that day or even that week. Number nine is prepare for meetings, especially when you're in charge, you're the one who pretty much schedules them make sure you give yourself time beforehand 
beforehand to just pump yourself up that, okay, and you need the quiet time before, go over what the meeting is needed to be about, the stuff that you need, you know, you need to talk about, any key points. Having those things already set up lets you keep the meeting moving. Because anybody, nobody wants to waste time in a meeting longer than they really have to. But if you prepare yourself, that kind of gets you, it keeps everything on schedule, keeps everything moving forward without having to worry about like, oh, I got to circle back to this because we forgot this point. Or, oh, that person didn't, we didn't actually finish this whole discussion with that person over there because we were too busy trying to do this. And then it's like, that doesn't do very well as being a leader because you need to, if we keep things on task, you're not wasting anybody's time, especially your own. Because you, one, you don't have all the energy in the world to be in meetings anyway. Number 10 is to make sure everyone gets time to work together, but also work alone. Because you being a leader, you need to have, as an introvert, you need to make sure you have your time alone. But you need to make sure you give your people what they need. And some of them might need more time together. But also, you have, might have other introverts in your team. Whether it's coworkers, whether it's your business whether it only be two or three of you, you need to make sure you have time together to work through things because that, that is time that it does is more productive. It's faster to just do it all together. But there's all times, there's also times that you need to do it separately where you need to have time to just let it simmer your head, let you kind of just tick off the little tasks to kind of keep things moving and let things kind of just move in the back of your head. And then when you come back to it, it's like, oh, yeah, now I can kind of work through this thing. I can work through this project. You need you need the space. You need the space for yourself as well as the other people. But you need to get them trained to be able to work alone and together. I, I never liked those jobs where you were stuck doing only things completely alone or only with groups. Like the idea of open open like co-working spaces and everything else is awful to me all that's too much noise too much opportunities for people to get distracted too many times other people can come ask you questions and it's kind of think through yourself you don't always have to ask me for help damn it (laughs) like take a second to think about it and so you need to make sure you have you give the people space whether it's physically give them the space they, they don't have to all sit together like let them have their headphones let other people have, like, okay, go sit at the coffee shop down the street for an hour just to kind of get away from everyone else and just be able to breathe through it. So those are kind of my, those are the 10 tips that I I usually have to keep in mind for myself with building my business, with my side hustles that I now have more people's hands in everything. It just... I have to remember that I am in charge. I am the leader of it all. And I need to do what's best for all of us to work as best as we can. And you may have to do that. You may just be a manager in a different, in your own company, in another's company. And you should be able to thrive and do better for yourself as a leader. Like you should be able to grow. We all should be able to grow as leaders because some of us are. Some of us are really good leaders. We should be able to do better in life to grow in it and by growing as ourselves as leaders we do better for other people that are around us who are under us who we are in charge of because we shouldn't be making anyone else's lives miserable in their job and being a good leader makes it easier for that 
Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon, where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverse Bubble or Courageous Creativity. 